It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. I can't see anything. My visor's fogging up. If you take your tear-offs off, you may get rid of the water. Yeah, I'm starting to, starting to clear on the show today, we talk about sprint racing. It's finally here. The constructors' power rankings, Crofty's love files returns, and your stat of the week plus much more. But first, we must hand the mic over to a man that loved making love at midnight but hates being caught in the rain. He doesn't need that precipitation to get wet, and that man is David Croft. Take it away, Karate. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is Rawhide. Ladies and gentlemen, come gather around your main man, Colby. Back once again. The Cordopotamus is waddling down to the watering hole, so pull up a chair and listen to the tales from your wise old host. Wait, what the hell is that? Oh my lord, what the hell's going on? Oh. It's nothing, it's just my Fermi, so don't be shy. Go on, it won't bite. Park it up in there because it is the Park It In My Fermi show. The show talking all things Formula One news, opinions, discussion, debates, reviews, previews, parlays, altercation, love triangles, and more. And of course, if you've missed out on any episode in the past, head over to bucketinmyfermi.com to see all 31 previous episodes. But that's not all. I have a huge favor I need to ask. Look down at your listening device. You see the subscribe and or follow button? Please gently caress it. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. Just, just give a little tap with the tip. 
of your finger. So you can be one of the first people in the world to hear my sexy soulful sounds coming at you twice a week. Oh, that's not enough? You want more? I'm not surprised. We have socials left, right and centre, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and parking in my fair base. So come slide into the DMs like your Kelly PK searching for another F1 driver. And I'll be sitting back waiting, arms wide open, ready to catch you. And what a huge show we have for you today. We are going to talk all things sprint races, go through the Constructors Power Rankings ahead of Portobello. Just get you all fired up for that. Portuguese GP Crofty's Love Files returns and he is extra horny this weekend. Of course, your stat of the week and more. So put your feet up, sit back, relax, grab a glass of vino and unwind because it's time to start the show. And the first thing we need to do is talk about the news. News, 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 news. Cody. Formula One news, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, it's the pimp news, pimp news, didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. That's it, news time, ladies and gentlemen, Whistleman, do your thing. And we're going to have to talk about sprint races, it has been confirmed. It has been on the cards for some time, but the FIA and the teams have all come together and agreed to try out three sprint race weekend formats this year. The negotiations for this has been going on for some time, and it looks like they're finally going to give it the go-ahead in Silverstone later in the year and Monza, with a third one most likely to take place in Brazil. They did say it was going to be in one of the Americas, but it has not yet been determined. Moving on. The way it works has been laid out in front of us and it looks relatively simple. We will still have our FP1 as per usual on a Friday and then instead of FP2 we'll have qualifying for the sprint race which will be on a Saturday and then on the Saturday we will have our FP2 where FP3 usually is and then the sprint race itself. Now the sprint race will roughly go for 100 kilometers and no pit stops are required. DRS going to be fully activated. The top three positions will be awarded points, three for first, two for second, one for third. And the order in which all the drivers finish will determine the starting grid for Sunday's race. So what does it all mean? Who does it help out? Who does it hurt? Will it be good or not? Well, ultimately, only time will tell. But my motto was always, and has always been, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And there was nothing wrong with Formula One at all. Not not my eyes. In my opinion, I, I was quite happy with how things go. I think it's a little bit, they're a little bit, little bit corrupt. But overall, pretty happy with it. Don't like some of the places we go to. Saudi Arabia, looking at you. Um, Abu Dhabi, not a big fan. But, uh, however, this is a fucking awesome idea. So many times I fast forward a lot of FP1 and FP2. And now that there is qualifying on Friday, a race Saturday and a race Sunday, I love it. Any opportunity to get more racing in just just gets me more excited. I am so damn excited for it. Now, will all the teams go balls to the wall and try and get some wins? Initially, I thought no. I thought there will be some teams that coast, don't want to risk another crash and therefore more money and more time spent fixing the car. But the flip side to that is that for a team like Haas, okay, they've got two rookie drivers. They've made it very, very clear this year is not for them. They're focusing on 2022, getting their drivers more experience, you know, developing the parts for next year. 
but now their rookie drivers are going to get double the race experience those weekends. And we all know Red Bull and Mercedes will be pushing each other with Max and Lewis gunning it for the Drivers' Championship. And don't forget the Ferraris and McLaren either. Now that Ferrari has turned up this year, they will be gunning for McLaren's third spot in the Constructors' Championship. So, I think that this will is going to be great for the sport. This idea, the sprint races, is going to be fantastic. I would love to get to the point where we have it at every single race weekend. It's one of those win-win situations for everyone, apart from the pit crew and mechanics in the garage. Fans get more racing, FIA get more viewers, and therefore the sponsors are happy, and drivers get more opportunities for points. So what do you guys think? Head over to the socials at Parker in my family on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let me know. Let me know, are you for the sprint races or against them? And that's going to be it for the news. Now, once in a blue moon, David Croft lurks the bars, prowls the streets looking for ladies. And that's no different today as we return with Crofty's Love Files Part 5. After the visit from Brundle, I was rattled like I was Valtteri Bottas and Russell had had enough. I continued to make my way towards the trains. They were going to take me down to the docks to confront Karun Chandok, the man that loved the ladies, but the ladies, they did not like him. It was raining and I was wet like Imola, but I wasn't bothered. I worked better when there was some moisture about. And I continued along the cobblestones towards the station, my trench coat flapping in the breeze like it was a driver's tearaway visor. I see the steel beast sitting there. The conductor approached me like I was an FIA steward and he was Hamilton about to argue something. Crafty, would you like your usual seat in first class? Of course I would. Make sure there's a double Midori on ice for me when I get there. Already taken care of, sir. Good. See, I walked towards the front of the train where the first class carriages are. I had to travel a fair distance. I approached my carriage, private carriage, just for me. They knew how to take care of their man. But of course they did. I helped the owner of the railroad score an evening with Misty Hyman a few weeks back. And who doesn't want an evening with Misty Hyman? I see the shadows of someone messing around in first class and I immediately clasp my pistol, getting ready for action as I move closer and closer. I saw the shadowy figure was none other than the ravishing blonde I saw at the chicane a few nights ago. Her name escapes me. But a chance to introduce myself once more would not escape me this time around. I reached the first class carriage and slowly opened the door. The dame didn't see me there. She was bent over looking through the drinks cart. I wasn't going to rush her. Crofty enjoyed the view very much. It reminded me of the curves and spa at the Belgium Grand Prix. Oh, and you just know I wanted to hit those apexes. You can stop looking now. I'm here. She immediately stood up, holding the bottle of Midori and two glasses. Oh, about time you arrived. I've had my eye on you for some time. Well, if you play your cards right, I'll let you put more on me than just your eye. My name's Miss Tinkle, Ivana Tinkle. Well, don't let me stop you. 
She continued toward towards me. She shrieked. Oh, sorry about that. I reholstered my pistol. Sometimes when I play with that thing a little too much, it can go off. Now, we wouldn't want anything to go in bang tonight, would we? Ivana Tinker looked me up and down, sized me up like she was an FIA handing out penalties and I was a driver at Imola. The train jolted as it disembarked from the station. The jolt made Ivana fall into my arms, her hands placed on my chest and her lips just millimetres from my face. You must be careful, another jolt like that and who knows what positions we might have ended up in. The last thing I would hate is to find myself in one of your sticky situations. Ivana Tinkle said, while licking her lips, she poured two double Midoris and it wasn't long before the train entering a tunnel that was going to be taking us through to the docks. She threw back the Midori and then threw the glass behind her, licking her lips once more and looking at me like I was a piece of meat. Oh, yeah. We entered the tunnel and the cabin turned pitch black. Well, I guess it's lights out. And away we go. was another fantastic tale of Crofty's love files. Will he ever get to the docks? Will he ever find Brundle's girls? And will Misty Hyman ever spend a night with him? You'll have to tune in next time for Crofty's love files. But now it's your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. And the stat of the week this week is a bit of a doozy. It's a stat that should be used in the Schumacher versus Hamilton GOAT debate for years to come. Now, we all know Hamilton has won the most races and just flat out dominating the Mercedes over the past seven or so years. But what if we take away all the championships from all the drivers? Look at how many victories each driver has got in a car that didn't win the Drivers' World Championship. Ah, so who's leading the charge now? Well, 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 you need to then look at the consistency. What drivers were always at the top of their game for a longer period of time? I think it's time for an impromptu. Cody's top five. That's right, a little top five right now. So we're going to look at the top five drivers who have won races in cars that didn't go on to win the world championship. Number five, Fernando Alonso has 18 victories in a non-championship year. Sebastian Vettel, 19. Alan Prost, 21. But that's not who you came to see. You came to see the two big boys. Number two, Lewis Hamilton, 22 wins in a car that didn't go on to win the championship. And number one of Cody's very much impromptu. Cody's top five. Is Michael Schumacher, who's Got 32, 10 more than Lewis Hamilton. 32 victories in cars that didn't go on to win the championship. Meaning, in years he didn't win, he was at least at the top of his game competing. 
Now, that was your much more interesting than usual stat of the week. Bada bada bee, ba ba ba. He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ba ba da ba dee, ba 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 da bo. Ba 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 da bo, da ba dee, ba 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 da bo. Okay, now it is time to look at the Constructors Power Rankings. Last week we looked at the Drivers after Imola. And we've got to be quick looking at the Constructors because Portimao Portuguese Grand Prix is just around the corner next weekend. So make sure you're also tuning in on Friday when we go go through the full predictions. From start to finish, what's going to happen? Each practice, each qualifying, each race. We're going through absolutely everything. I'm going to tell you all what happens. So you don't even need to watch the race. I'm going to break it down. But before we do that, we're going to look at the Constructors' power rankings now and see where everyone is lining up, how they're all tracking. We're two races in. Each team has two drivers. Let's just go through it. Okay. All right. Number 10, it's got to be Haas. Got me the two rookie drivers. I mean, they both finished the race Last weekend, uh, not last weekend, the weekend before in Imola, they had a great, great drive. Mazepin, the free practices was was still spinning everywhere. Um, Michael, Mick Schumacher, not Michael, Mick Schumacher lost the front wing while trying to warm up the tyres. But they got a lot of experience. They're still 10th though, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see even more from them this weekend in Portugal. I, I do believe they can do better, but I think they're going to be sitting at number 10 pretty much for the whole year. Number 9, Williams. Now, I didn't want to put them at number 9 because they were showing such good promise, but they both, Nicholas Latifi and George Russell, had shocking, shocking Imola races with excellent qualifying. They really put it out there. They were, they were both in Q2. They looked great. You know, I think they were, what, 11th and 13th? Uh, no, sorry, 12th and 14th in qualifying. They looked really, really good. Then Latifi went off. Everyone else stayed on the track. Latifi decided to go off for whatever reason at the start of the race. Then George Russell, a little bit too excited, trying to get into Bottas' seat, literally, and crashed into him. You know, if they both finished the race, things would have looked a little bit different, and they'd probably be a little bit higher because coming in at number eight. Now, this one is going to surprise you. Same with the next couple. Alpine, number eight, behind Alfa Romeo. Behind Aston Martin. Now, Alpine, I haven't been too impressed with what's been going on with the drivers that they have, with where they were last year, the fact that they've dropped this much. I, I think they're starting to go backwards, which is a shame because their car looks very freaking schmicko right there. But they need to sort things out quick, smart, because 2022 is going to approach them. They already need to write this year off. Nothing's going to happen for them. I can't see either of the boys getting a podium the way they're driving at the moment and the way that car is. They're going to be constantly trying to battle to get into Q3, and when they one of their drivers does, it's going to be it's it's one thing after another. The car will probably get retired. That's just what's going on right now. Number seven, Aston Martin. They're struggling. the The rake issue is a big one for them. You know, this is what happens when you copy Mercedes. Mercedes get punished because they're too damn good, so you're going to get punished. You copy their homework, you get a zero two. Now. I don't know what's going on there. Like, Vettel obviously is getting the number two car because he's the number two driver. He's there basically to hold Stroll's hand, give him the experience. 
um, pass on the words of wisdom, and but the team itself is not doing it. Now they go, oh, well, we're going to sue them. We're going to take the FIA to court. Well, just get the fuck over it, mate. All right? You made a shit car. You're just going to have to make the changes now. Now I know that's difficult, but I think, again, Aston Martin, they're lucky to be above Alpine, to be perfectly honest, and they just need to start focusing on 2022 altogether, and I think that's what's going to happen about halfway through this because the changes next year are so drastic. You're going to basically see five of the ten teams, maybe even six of the ten teams, just completely give up um, halfway through the season, and it will just all be towards next year. They'll get... Their test drivers in, they'll get rookies in, they'll get everyone they can into the team just to get some laps and experience in there. And the focus will be on 2022. And as it should be, you know, it, it was it sucks for the fans, but that's um that's a part of racing, you know? Now my uh, big shock here, number six, Alpha Romeo. I like what they're doing. They are no nonsense on a Sunday, but every part of the every other part of the weekend, well Kimmy's giving us those awesome, magnificent radio calls. Look. I played it for you last week. I've got to play it again. Have a listen. Back-to-back, Emma Bahrain. I can't wait for the comedy genius that is Kimi Raikkonen for what he's going to bring in Portugal. But amazing stuff. Oh, yellow where you are. Watch, yeah, watch what they bring. Yeah, yeah. I got sprayed with all kind of... It's going to be... Good. Okay, Kimi, your safety car window is closed. Safety car, Modesti, and work on your brakes and tires. And there is a lot of debris on the track. I know, because it's just up like I know. I know. My car is full of that, no? Oh no. We are checking the tire. Check on, check my, yeah. Okay, well, I'm with you. Don't worry, we're checking. Can you hear me or not? Yeah, can you hear me, Kimi? Radio check. Radio check. If you can hear me, I need more charge. Okay, Kimi, box, box, if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? No, negative, negative. I can't hear you. But I can hear you now. Yeah, box, box, if you can hear me. Still well here? No, I can't hear you. Can hear me? No, negative. But your answer is still familiar. If you can hear me, Kimi, we will go directly in. Can you hear me? Check. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I'll hear, I hear you. Okay. But I like what Alpha are doing right now. They're looking really, really good. Like, they're just consistently doing well. That's why I've got them this high. They don't, you know, they don't retire their cars. Their drivers aren't crashing into any, each other or anyone else. They just look really good at the moment. So they're going to come in at number six. But now... Cody's top five. Oh, we're going top five, baby. Top five constructors, number five, Alpha Tauri. Now, you've been disappointing. I actually was picking you. I've got both you guys in my fantasy team, Gasly, Sonoda. I've even got the team as my fantasy team, Constructor. So, you guys need to turn it around. I mean, you've got a great car. Your free practices and your qualifying, well, mainly free, your free practices, you look fantastic. You're keeping up with everyone. Your lights out. But then when the pressure starts... The rookie, Sunoda, my little dumpling, my little my little golden child. He's he's panicking. He's crashing. And I think that's what he's going to be for his career. He might be just one of those guys that when the pressure gets on, you know, but that's going to come with experience. He's only a rookie. I'm not too worried about it. Pierre Gasly, he knows what he's doing as well. He's had a couple of solid outings. Well, struggling in Bahrain and I'm 
Again, in Imola, would have done a lot better if the team didn't keep him on the wet tyres for so damn long. And that's why you're down at number five. Number four now. Mercedes. Yes. Yes, Mercedes at number four. Look, Bottas is, is a mess. They've got one driver at the moment. Bottas, if there's any sort of moisture, water, someone spills a drink on the track, Bottas will find it and he will struggle to drive. He just doesn't know what he's doing. The pit crew often stuff up a pit stop as well. Okay, they really need to turn around. They've got one drive right now. It's Lewis Hamilton. Yes, he's leading the championship. No, I don't think it'll be for much longer. I think this weekend it'll be Red Bull 1-2 maybe. I think Max goes back to back. He's just looking too good. I think Portugal is going to pull out a fantastic Grand Prix like it did last year. But yeah, I just don't see Mercedes sticking to it. Then about halfway through the year, they're just going to pull away with it and we're going to be saying, what's going on with Mercedes? And it starts with their number two driver. And it starts with the... Now, it's not Bottas's fault that he was retired, but what's he doing down in eighth place in the first place? You know, and what's he doing... Oh, sorry, ninth place, sorry. What's he doing back there? Okay, sort your shit out. Number three, Ferrari. What the hell have they done? They've come from zero to hero. They've gone out of nowhere. 2020 for them was just, you know, oh my gosh, they were so slow. They were horrendous. Listen to some of the power rankings I did from last year. But now all of a sudden, they're the Ferrari of old. Well, they're at least competitive. You know, they're, they're putting out these blistering times. They're looking fantastic. Very solid out there as well. I absolutely love what they're doing. They are poised. They are ready to go for 2022. I think they're going to be competing for a championship next year. I, I honestly do. Um, fantastic work. They won't be there, but they're going to have the real, real, real hot battle this year. And that's going to be with the next team, McLaren. I've had in number two on the power rankings. And they're only number two because of their number two driver. As a unit, they're not not full force together. Lando Norris, two purples for that qualifying. Too bad he just went an inch wide, but isn't that promising? Isn't that showing you that the guy in his third season is absolutely dominating? You've got Daniel Ricciardo, who knows what he's doing. He's still getting used to the car, but he needs to he needs to turn around as well. You can't have Danny Rick all the way down there. But McLaren, I love what you guys are doing. You guys are going to have that real hot battle with Ferrari. I'm actually so excited to see these four teams, the top four here, go this year and really just battle out. It's going to be incredible. And number one with the... Cody's top five. Cody's top five. Number one now. Red Bull, you've done the process of elimination. You know what team's left. And Max, he's carrying that team right now. Perez, he did have some solid outings, but he had a bit of a stinker in Himmler. Um, He knows what he's doing, though. I think that will really turn it all around. Um... But that's it. That's the constructors powering. Why now Red Bull are the team to beat? And Mercedes, although they're top of the championship right now, they're not going to stay there. I don't think they're strong enough. This is about momentum, these power rankings. This is about feeling. This is about eye test and gut feel. It's not about numbers. We're not doing that. If you want numbers, just look at the current standings. No, no, no. These are the power rankings. This is how they're all tracking right now. So that's it. It goes Haas, Williams, Alpine, Aston Martin, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, and Red Bull number one. What do you guys think? Head over to the socials at Parker in my firm, Insta, Twitter, Facebook. I'll be, I'll be there. I ain't going anywhere. And this is to get you all up to speed for the Portuguese GP. 
And that's going to do it, guys. That's going to do it, boys and girls. We're, we're done for another week. No, no, don't cry. Don't cry. Papa, Papa Cordy's here. Papa Cordy, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back in a few days' time because we need to talk everything Portugal. I might even talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Probably not. Handsome man, though. Very handsome. But we have a lot to talk about indeed. There is going to be the breakdown of what's happening in Portugal with the Portuguese GP Portomeo. We're going to talk about who's going to win, how they're going to win, all the teams, the strategies, what's going to be involved. Of course, all your news and stat of the week and more. Maybe Crofty will return again. That horny, horny, horny son of a gun. But again, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on that. Hit the follow, subscribe button, whatever you need to do. And also over to the socials as well. I always post links on the socials to all my episodes and park it in myfermate.com if you've missed any of the previous ones as as well. But guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.